to the Prophecy Club. Are we under the Constitution? Are we still a republic? Do you think so? I'm going to say no, we are not. And I'm going to give you some reasons why. On 11-24-2020, I made a video, which, by the way, is like 24,000 views, which is pretty good for us. And in this, I claim that the United States of America, I'm talking about the all-cap corporation, has been dissolved. It's not chapter 11. It's gone. It's dissolved as of November 5th of 2020. The fact is that the Constitution is now null and void. Our constitutional freedoms are already gone. We just don't know it. And the Republic is gone. The fall of America, as prophesied by Dmitry Dudeman 40 years ago, is now in progress, in my opinion. I believe that the prophecies say that Trump will win the election, and that's like eight or ten of them, and I haven't even counted all of them. There's probably more. Also, there's a prophecy that says the internal revolution will start with people fighting against the government. Trump will declare martial law, giving him the authority of a king. That is my assumption based upon the prophecies. I believe that Trump will then invoke the Insurrection Act of 1870 and use the American military against U.S. citizens. That will be them saying some of the people will start fighting against the government. With constitutional protections removed, evil will then be put down in mass. Now, Understanding if it's not, then that's only going to move us toward the Russians attacking us, toward the fall of America even faster. So we must pray that we turn from our wicked ways, as Second Chronicles 7.14 says. The rest of the prophecies say the storm will stop on about or around Passover 2021, which is March 27th, 2021. This will bring in a great opportunity or a period of peace and prosperity. This judgment will bring the greatest move of God in human history to bring in the remaining names that are in the book of life and to receive Jesus. Then the tribulation will begin. So, in conclusion, I said on this video that Donald J. Trump will be given the powers of a king, hence you could call him King Donald. I don't believe that anyone's going to be calling him that, but I'm just saying that's the kind of power he's about to have. Now, my first assertion, I'm going to try to give you some... And by the way, this is not an exhaustive example. I mean, if a person would take their time, they could come up with many examples as I'm about to give you. But my first assertion is that we, the United States of America, are no longer under the Constitution. So this comes to us from Newsmax, December 12, 2020, headline... Lynn Wood to Newsmax TV. Trump should declare martial law. He says, while the Supreme Court has rejected taking up Texas versus Pennsylvania, attorney Lynn Wood on Newsmax TV said he is hopeful his case will be heard on merit and standing. Otherwise, President Donald Trump and martial law might be in order. Okay. When the day arrives when the Supreme Court will not hear a dispute between states. Here's the case, Texas versus Pennsylvania. They would not hear that case. Well, who else hears cases between the states? The answer is nobody. 
Okay, so if states are in disagreement, say over water or something else, if the Supreme Court won't solve the problem, what's the only other resort? The answer is bullets. That's why we claim, or used to be, a nation of laws, so that we wouldn't have to use bullets. So if the courts won't act to stop the bullets, then, of course, the only conclusion is it has to be bullets. Does that make sense? So that's my first claim. In that, the Supreme Court refused to hear arguments between two states. What that saying is, we're no longer under the Constitution. If we were under the Constitution, then the, sta- then the Supreme Court would have heard this argument between the states and should have brought a conclusion, a settlement of the argument. But they simply wouldn't even hear the case, meaning, I'm right, we're not under the Constitution anymore. He goes on to say, the premise of my case is simple. I take the position that November 3rd election was unlawful, unconstitutional, because the election was held using procedures for mail absentee ballots that were developed by the Secretary of State in a backroom deal over the Democratic Party of March 2020. Well, that's another assertion. If we are a republic, a republic of laws, then what makes us a republic (laughs) is that we follow the laws of the republic. (laughs) Does that make sense? Okay. So when you have at least six, truth be known, probably more, six states, six states that are not following their laws, can't call us a republic anymore. And it's not that they're just not following their laws, but the Constitution requires that they follow their laws to participate in the national election of a president. So in this case, we have not only them saying we're no longer a republic, we're no longer a nation of laws, but we're no longer a nation that observes or that is under the Constitution. I don't like it. I don't like saying this a bit, but I just happen to be the bearer of bad news here. So if you and I were having coffee and we're talking and I ask you, if you don't follow the Constitution, how can you say you're under the Constitution? (laughs) If you don't follow the laws of the state, how can you call yourself a nation of laws? How can you call yourself a republic? The answer is, you're not. Further confirmation. They changed the procedures, and you cannot change the procedures in a federal election unless it is done by the state legislature. So, for that reason, the election is unlawful. (laughs) We have six states, six states that didn't follow the laws of the state, and the Constitution mandates that they follow those laws. So we're talking about several obvious big fat signs that says the Constitution, we're not under the Constitution. We're not a republic. We're not a nation of laws anymore. When you got six states, six, that don't follow their own laws, that don't observe the Constitution, you can't say we're constitutional. You can't say that we're a republic anymore. Hal Turner, December 12, headline. 
loud arguments in the U.S. Supreme Court chambers over the Texas lawsuit. Court intimidated. Hal, as you know, I'm a clerk for one of the justices on SCOTUS. Today was like nothing I've ever seen. The justices are arguing loudly behind closed doors. The justices met in a closed, sealed room. Usually, it's calm. However, today we could hear screaming all the way down the hall. Chief Justice Roberts was heard screaming, Are you going to be responsible for the rioting if we hear this case? Don't tell me about Bush versus Gore. We weren't dealing with riots then. You're forgetting what your role here is, Neil. And I don't want to hear from you two junior justices anymore. I will tell you how you will vote. Then, Justice Clarence Thomas says, Listen to what he says. Listen to what a chief justice says. This is the end of democracy, John. I'll read it again. Justice Clarence Thomas says, This is the end of democracy, John. What he's really saying is we're no longer under the Constitution. What he's really saying is the Constitution is gone. If you don't follow it, if you don't follow it, if you don't follow it, it's gone. When they left the room, Roberts, the Libs, Kavanaugh, and had big smiles, Alito and Thomas visibly upset, ACB and Gorsuch didn't seem phased at all. Clearly, Chief Justice Roberts is intimidated by the Antifa left-wing rioting. Well, one has to wonder if maybe he can be intimidated more by some actions of the right wing. Now, since when do Supreme Court justices listen to anyone else? I mean, that is why they have a lifetime tenure, so that they don't have to be threatened with any kind of re-election or money. They are not supposed to be threatened at all. They're not supposed to be concerned or caring or listening to man. They are supposed to interpret the law. Now we have Clarence Thomas saying this is the end of democracy. So we really can't say we are a constitutional republic anymore. Let me say it again. We can't say when our Supreme Court does not follow the Constitution. I say, when our Supreme Court does not follow the Constitution, when our, listen to those words, when our own Supreme Court hollers at each other, screams, telling them how they're going to vote, and they refuse to hear a case that will settle bullets flying between states, a presidential election, I mean, how much bigger a case, how much more important are you going to get than that? When they won't hear a case between the states, they won't hear it. Our Constitution is gone. You can't decide that you're going to follow this law or you're not going to follow that one. We can't decide we're going to listen to this case and not listen to that one. If in the case of between the states, Texas and the other states, the only place that can be heard is the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court does not have a choice. It must hear it. It must understand that it is settling an argument between Texas and the other states. And if it doesn't settle it, then bullets is the last resort. Hal Turner, Radio Show.com, again, December 12. Headline, 
After SCOTUS' betrayal of America, Texas GOP calls for secession. I'll read it again. Listen carefully. After SCOTUS' betrayal of America, Texas GOP calls for secession. Well, I guess secession is better than bullets. But do you see? When the Supreme Court won't hear an argument between states, the states, in this case, Texas, rather than to use bullets, says, okay, fine, we'll just pull out of the union. I remember when I was a child, we used to say the Pledge of Allegiance almost every day. I also constantly heard, united we stand, divided we fall. Well, that is what the angel told to Coverstone. He says, a nation divided shall not stand. In that America is so divided right now, I don't like saying what I'm about to say. I want to believe that all of our prayers have been answered. I want to believe that Trump is going to get in and that these mass arrests, the wicked is going to be cleaned up, again, turned from their wicked ways. That's what Second Chronicles 7.14 says. I want to believe that America can turn from the wicked ways. I want to see millions of people arrested and justice handed out like playing cards. In other words, all over. True, honest justice. I want to see our media cleaned up. And yes, it can be done. But the only one that is going to do that is Donald Trump. God in heaven is sitting down right now, and he's saying, just like he said to Sundar Salvarej, what is needed is not revival. What is needed is to set your house in order, meaning turn from your wicked ways. If Trump doesn't get in, we won't turn from our wicked ways, and there will be no more United States of America. You remember Daniel Davis back in 2012 made a DVD for Prophecy Club called I Saw the Dollar Dead. He described three dreams he had, and one of the dreams said he saw a man step up to the microphone, and he said, Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. The United States, as you have known it, has ceased to exist. All property lines are dissolved, and the U.S. dollar is worthless. Think about that. We are really close to that right now. So the headline says, after SCOTUS' betrayal of America, meaning she, the Supreme Court wouldn't hear these cases, Texas is calling for secession. Well, we already know that California has been calling for secession for, I don't know, what, 15 years? All of a sudden, our worst fears are upon us. After the wretched betrayal of the people of the United States by spineless and corrupted Supreme Court justices, the Republican Party of Texas has issued a statement suggesting secession, a breakup of the United States. The order from the Supreme Court denying Texas the chance to file a lawsuit against Pennsylvania and other criminal state governments who stole the presidential election on November the 3rd was a sick betrayal of the people of the United States by members of its highest court. The so-called justices of the Supreme Court have shown themselves to be disloyal Americans, unworthy of respect or obedience. Their order makes it clear that if certain states within this nation blatantly disregard the federal constitution with respect to federal elections, then no other states can claim harm from such actions or sue over it. Put simply, illegality by a state is somehow okay.
This being the situation, the Republican Party of Texas has suggested stakes go their separate ways. Did you ever think in your lifetime you would really see the Supreme Court say, no, we're not going to hear an argument between the states, and states actually start taking steps to secede from the Union? A house divided against itself shall not stand. Donald Trump and his lawyers have thousands of affidavits. Now, an affidavit is sworn testimony admissible in court. If the person is lying, that's perjury, and they can go to prison over it. It's accepted in court as evidence. Yet, the people that are lying, that call themselves the mainstream, some people call them the lamestream media, say that they have no evidence. Even Bill Barr, our attorney general, said he has seen no evidence of election fraud. By the way, he also tendered his resignation over it, in my opinion. Donald Trump and his lawyers have thousands of affidavits and over 8,000 pages of evidence of Dems cheating in the election. They have tried repeatedly in several states to get a court to actually hear the evidence. Now listen to this. Not one court, not one court, some 45 different cases they have tried to get to hear be heard. Not one, not one would hear the evidence, instead use lame excuses not to hear the case. The case, as far as I know, has still not been heard. 8,000 pages of evidence, hundreds of affidavits, and they can't get a court to hear them. They can't have their day in court. You see, if we are a nation under a constitution, if we are a republic operating under the constitution, they would have, they would be guaranteed their day in court. I'm telling you, we are not under the constitution. We are no longer a republic. Right now, we are a nation divided. When the Supreme Court justices scream at each other in an argument, about whether to hear a dispute between the states, a jurisdiction only the Supreme Court can hear, and they decline to hear it, we are not under the Constitution any longer. Now to my next assertion. We are not following the laws of a republic, because a republic is supposed to be a state of laws. You see, if we don't follow the laws of our republic, are we still a republic? Can you call us a republic if we're not following the laws of the republic? Hal Turner again, December 18th, headline, 100% of California election ballots are illegal. <laughs> I'll read it again. 100% of California election ballots are illegal. All 55 electors, parenthesis for Biden, cannot be counted. What? True. New information reveals that wording legally required to be on the California ballots was missing in direct violation of its own state law. In other words, California is breaking its own law. This means the ballots should not have been cast or counted, yet California certified its ballots anyway and thus illegally cast its electoral votes for Joe Biden. California doesn't follow California laws. And that means it doesn't follow the constitutional laws. They don't follow the Constitution, not just California, six states and the Supreme Court are no longer 
under the Constitution. We are no longer a republic. Let's be clear about something. Our nation's founders tried for years to work out their differences with England's King George, but George was a tyrant. And a war broke out that lasted eight years. After that war, our founders avoided creating a government that was ruled by man. Instead, they decided to be governed by laws. Unfortunately, we now have states ignoring their own state and federal election laws, and by disregarding these laws, their election results must be nullified. Either that, or we're no longer a country governed by laws. I didn't say that. That's Hal Turner saying that. Let's go on. The California state law, the election code is titled Division 13 Ballots, Simple Ballots, and Voter Pamphlets. In Article 1 of this code, we find Election Code 13200, which reads, Ballots not printed in accordance with the Chapter 3 shall not be cast nor counted at any election. That's straightforward English. It's ninth grade reading level, so California's election officials can't understand it. When we read a little further, we find Section 13205. Since we're talking about the election of the president, president, vice president, we look at the applicable subsection, 13205B. In elections where electors of president, vice president of the United States are to be chosen, there shall be placed upon the ballot, in addition to the instructions to voters as provided in this chapter, an instruction as follows. You want to guess? This instruction I'm about to read was not on the ballot. It says to vote for all the electors of a party, mark the voting target, name to the names of the presidential and vice presidential candidates of that party. A mark of the voting target next to the name of the party and its presidential and vice presidential candidate is a vote for all of the electors of that party, but for no other candidates. In other words, by California law, the paragraph quoted was supposed to appear on all California ballots. But remember, according to Section 13200, quote, ballots are not printed in accordance with the Chapter 3, shall not be cast nor counted at any election. Boom. Throw out all of the California ballots. If you throw out all the ballots, you've got to throw out all of the electors, which were pretty much all for Biden. I hadn't calculated it up, but my guess is that's probably going to throw Trump a lot closer. But let's go on. I'm going to skip several paragraphs now. Acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller has ordered a Pentagon-wide halt to cooperation with the Biden transition team. United we stand, divided we fall. The Bible says a house divided against itself shall not stand. You remember the angel that came to Coverstone said he stepped up behind the microphone, and this is where the president always gives his speeches, and he said, a house divided against itself shall not stand. He tapped the microphone three times. Then he pushed the microphone down, walked to the back of the room, turned off the lights, closed the door. Meaning, Russia doesn't have to destroy us with nuclear bombs. We've destroyed ourselves. America has destroyed ourselves because the Constitution is gone. We're no longer a republic. We don't follow our laws. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and Michigan are all guilty of not following the election laws of their state as the Constitution requires. 
When six states cheat in a presidential election, not following the Constitution, we can't say the Constitution is still being followed. If it's not being followed, then we're not under the Constitution anymore. When over 45 courts have refused to hear solid, legal, legitimate evidence of cheating in a presidential election, breaking their own state laws, and the Supreme Court refuses to even hear a case to stop a squabble between states having to do with the presidential election, probably one of the most important things in a nation's history, and they won't hear it, we are no longer under the Constitution. HalTurnerRadioShow.com again. Headline, Declaration of Foreign Interference in U.S. Election. The Director of National Intelligence, Dan Ratcliffe, has declared there was foreign interference in the November 3rd presidential election here in the USA. Now, a couple of days ago, I had misread that executive order saying that it all had to be concluded by December 15th. Actually, it's only the report has to be concluded by December 15th. Now Donald Trump has another 45 days to act upon it, which is February 1. So sometime between now and January 20, he's got to make some kind of decisions unless he can be elected on January the 6th. And to me, as I look at the prophecies, that would be the highest probability of Coverstone's uh, prophecy saying Trump victory challenged. Because, you you know, if you're not calling you a uh, victory, then you can't be challenged. So that couldn't happen. I could take an entire 30-minute program giving you case after case after case of people in America squabbling I'll give you last, the one last final example here. When I first became aware of elections was back when Barry Goldwater was running. I don't remember who was running on the other side, but I do remember that in those days, everybody had a sign in their lawn. Everybody's car had a bumper sticker on it. Not only that, but they had these big, like, four-inch wide round uh, signs, I guess you'd call it a little, little round tab that would put on their clothes. A lot of people wore hats, you know, in your heart, you know, he's right and things like that. Everybody was involved in the election and people would openly talk about, it, but they weren't getting angry. No one was threatening to shoot each other. Now, I don't know where you live, but I live in the DFW area. And if you drive around the DFW area, and I think I'm talking about your town too, how many bumper stickers do you see? In the DFW area, almost none. And the only bumper stickers you do see are for Biden. Why is that? I'll tell you why that is. Because people know if you put a bumper sticker on your car, you're probably going to get your window broken or the side of your car kicked in. I was driving down the road recently, and (laughs) and there was this car. And it was up in front of this house, and it looked like a team of football players had honestly tried to kick in the side of the car. It looked like about 36 big football players had stood there for an hour with the right foot kicking the side of that car. What was on the side of the car? Well, the word Biden was on the side of the car. My point is, we're a nation divided. A house divided against itself shall not stand. Now, when the angel was saying that to Coverstone, I believe he was not just quoting scripture. He was saying, this is a guarantee. America 
if you don't clean up your act, and he wasn't talking revival, if you don't clean up your act, in other words, if you don't stop your wicked ways, if you can't arrange to arrest probably somewhere around a million people, if you can't do that, and of course Trump is the only one that can possibly do that, if you can't do that, we're going to have the Russians take you out. Simple as that. That's what he was saying. Brothers and sisters, we can't quit. We can't give up our prayers. We got to fast. We got to pray every night, every morning. We got to pray for our nation, pray for Trump, pray for his protection, pray that God will put angels around him. But it's not just protection. He's got to know who the traitors are around him. He's got to have wisdom to make the right decisions. And we need to pray that God will put people around him to hold up his arms, people that will get this cleaning job done. Not only the Moloch and the ball worshipers, but all the election cheaters, and there's lots of other things. If your heart is with us, I'm asking you to become a member. Actually state before God that you are with our vision to win thousands upon thousands of souls, to teach prophecy and walk in sevenfold miracles, to be a blessing and give answers in the time of trouble. If this is your heart, go to prophecyclub.com and click on membership. Only takes 90 seconds. This will help us to get a loan for an office and a church to do the work of the ministry prophecyclub.com